What's up, y'all, and welcome to Reading, Writing, and Rain. This is a podcast about books, writing, and my writer's journey. I am your host, Rain Coleman, and you can follow me on Twitter at Coleman Rain and on Instagram at Reading, Writing, Rain. And now on YouTube and TikTok as reading writing rain yes you guessed it <laughs> now when listening to this podcast please feel free to use the hashtag rwrpod share your thoughts your opinions let's make this a conversation those of you over on the twitters make sure to check that hashtag and uh chop it up with me now you can also email me at readingwritingrain at gmail.com just in case you might have any additional questions thoughts you might like to share all that good stuff everybody don't want their business out on social media so i get it i get it Ooh, okay y'all we've made it to episode six and can i say thank you thank you thank you thank you to everyone who has been listening so far thank you for hitting play thank you for listening to my ramblings for answering my questions <laughs> for making this a conversation and if you're new here please check the back catalog and go on this journey with me man now we are uh we've moved out of uh, black history month we moved out of february we're moving right into march women's history month so shout out to all you women's out there uh, in this episode, I just want to touch on a few different things, Women's History Month being one of them, um, some concerns about black creatives in the bookish reader, writer community space, um, and of course, you know, update on what's been going on with me. So kicking it right off, because this has been such a topic um such a i don't want to say sore topic because it's not the word i'm looking for because this has been such a hot topic for me (laughs) for lack of a better term i want to get into the black creative of it all so i mentioned in a few episodes before how though i am appreciative of every creator that's out there making waves and giving education and information and sharing their stories i noticed a very glaring lack of inclusion and lack of representation within the YouTube space when it came to books, the reader community, writer community, all of that. And an interesting thing about that is that I've actually found that on TikTok. So if you haven't listened to the prior episodes, my biggest issue was that while looking through the author tube book tube community and trying to find faces and voices that mirrored my own and not necessarily in content but just people who look like me in short people who look like me um it was there were nowhere to be found i could literally type in black tiktoker african-american i'm sorry black uh a booktuber, black author tuber, African American booktuber, all of that, and I would for maybe two or three uh I don't know, results, I would get said black person, but the overwhelming majority was white. And I don't know, I was just in this space of being very frustrated. And seeing that and then like making it a point to say okay i'm not going to let this deter me which i mean it never was going to be the case but um i just wanted to find people who look like me and when i did stumble upon some of the um 
uh, black uh, bookish realm folks, I would find a lot of videos that were like, oh, the uh, author tube isn't for me or book tube isn't for me or it's not diverse. And this, you know, racist and X, Y, and Z and all this other stuff, toxic, all that. And that was a little upsetting um and then even the people who i knew like personally not personally the people who i had come across before who i knew to like look for them or search their names or subscribe to them even those people who are putting out content on a weekly basis weren't popping up in my search when i'm searching for black author tubers or black um uh anything in YouTube as it pertains to the book community. Um, and so that was one thing that kind of made me, it left a sour taste in my mouth. Cause I'm like, I, these people are out here. I'm sure of it. Um, but when I decided to go ahead and start the TikTok account, my intention was to always first and foremost, get connected with as many black people within this bookish space that I could, because my YouTube space where i consume all of this bookish media looks one way when i know that's not the only way and and even like uh black and african-american descriptors aside i wasn't even getting like asian his people hispanic people i wasn't i wasn't getting anything that wasn't white and so uh migrating over to tiktok is just you know another notch in your social media belt done that and I have been hit over the head with the thing that I desired most from YouTube. Man, let me tell you. So I um, started off following, just searching like black TikTokers, black book talkers, black author talkers or whatnot. There's so many different combinations of hashtags that are on that platform with beautiful melanated faces and i felt so comfortable and so at home which is so odd to say it's social media but i did honestly i felt so comfortable i was excited eyes big as silver dollars i um i'm still learning what the heck i'm doing over there like i understand the concept of uploading a video making it short quick snappy getting your point across and moving on but like actually getting into a community speaking to people uh getting used to or learning um, how the, not only the app works, but this particular space on the app works. And I'm enjoying that so far. It is interesting. I'm learning <laughs> a lot. And this is a space where I've been in this bookish reader writing community my entire life. This is just what I've done. But migrating to social media where there are actual names and labels associated with some of the things that I just no, because it's just what I've consumed. Um, that's interesting. That's been very interesting to me. There is one book talker, and forgive me for not having her name. Um, phenomenal. I was scrolling through her post for quite some time. I'll actually link her, uh, put her handle in the show notes of this episode. Uh, if it doesn't come to me by the time the episode ends, but I was so excited to read her content, dark skinned black woman, beautiful bookshelf, um, very much to the point, um, giving your, her opinions, uh, has a few, she has a few videos or like a video series. Um, last I counted, she was up to five videos where she explains for 
people who are unaware or new to this particular community certain phrases and abbreviations that may be constant or you, you may see a lot and not me fanning over this girl <laughs> no but i was excited because i'm like okay a lot of this i know and a lot of this is like context clues you see people say this enough you can pretty much get what's going on however i love that she broke it down as plainly as possible went through these videos really quickly if you need to rewatch, you can rewatch. if you need to save it you can save it if you need to write things down write these down but it was such a refreshing space to be in where i'm like a kid in a candy store i'm just Click it through. If I see any video with a black face and a book in the frame, I'm like hitting follow, follow, follow. So I have to stop doing that because I want to kind of curate a, curate a list um, that, you know, is exclusively, you know, things I'd like to see and um, people who I would like to learn from. And there are so many series that I have discovered just from being on this TikTok space for this short amount of time. Now, the other thing that I do enjoy is that I am feeling more comfortable with this idea of romance. Now, that's such an odd thing to say, really. So the last episode, I pretty much came, had a come to the universe, come to Jesus moment of like, this is what you do. Um, uh, kind of coming out, so to speak, of being a, a romance author. Now. My one of my biggest issues when looking at romance as it has been presented on YouTube and on Twitter and on other spaces is that I was seeing these books by these authors and that had this content that I didn't feel feel like I was like a hundred percent in line with. And that's and I, I'm I don't know if I'm saying that as best the best way that I can. But in short, I grew up reading a particular type of book or certain books, you know, back in the day, I'll say. And when I look at romance now, it's the books that I'm seeing. I'm not by this is by no means am I saying these books are bad. What I'm saying is what I've consumed and what I've seen has not reflected what I was used to. Now, one of two things. It could be, oh, things have changed since you were heavily reading romance and other books back in the day, and or you just haven't found the space that more closely represents the content that you create. And I figure both two things can be true at once. But when I made it to the black author and reading bookish community on TikTok space, all of that stuff was blown away. So the books, and I, I mentioned them in the last episode, three authors who come to mind immediately when I consider the type of works that, um, the type of contemporary romance and books that I myself am, am in the process of writing is Elin Harris, Eric Jerome Dickey, and Zane. Now that's just three right off the top of my head who I feel like if we all wrote a story, they would all be similar, close to the same universe, if not the same. And the books that I've been seeing being recommended and discussed in these other platforms like YouTube and Twitter and whatnot have not had the same content or um, I'll say feeling, mood, vibe. Those are pretty generic terms, but I, I think it gets the point across. And... It was very 
refreshing to see like there's one young lady in particular and I'll, I'll have to put her name in the show notes as well she's a black woman who writes romance and she posts like a lot of authors like a snippet of certain parts of her book and i'm like oh this is it romance is not just you know guy meets girl holiday time they go to a holiday party and it's, it's not and i don't even think i'm explaining this well enough but she seeing her seeing her books and then going down that rabbit hole of finding so many other authors who were similar similar in the sense that it was very much black unapologetically even the uh the authors i've seen who are black and writing interracial romance it's still it's like i don't know i don't know i'm, I'm hoping i'm getting this point across but long story short i found this space that i am enjoying i'm happy to learn it i'm happy to make these connections with people long story short again follow me on tiktok reading writing rain please connect with me i am slowly but surely trying to figure that app out <laughs> and and grow i'll say that but i'm i'm so happy to have found that space because i do honestly feel like that particular space on TikTok is giving me exactly what I was desiring and yearning and needing and wanting from the YouTube space. And so now I can have my cake and eat it too. I can consume the YouTube media of it all and I can go right on over to TikTok and be my, you know, get that itch scratched or whatever. Um, another thing I want to kind of discuss now that we, since I've mentioned Elin Harris, is my um, currently reading from last episode, and I'm reading Basketball Jones. And I'm still making my way through it. This is a reread, so I have read the book. I'm just, you know, getting back into that story because it was always an interesting one to me. Now, I am not one who keeps up on the, or with the uh, goings-ons of the book twitter space and that's not me being negative or um what i'm getting at is that there have been these like big events that have gone on over the last just couple months of like things happening certain authors saying things rolling up folks everybody having this conversation or a kind of big discussion about this person wrong this person right blah blah whatever and because i'm still honest of all the things i'm new new to this community proper um i'm not aware of a lot but one thing that has been constantly brought up since i've been paying closer attention to this space is books with romance where the leads are men and how certain people are getting paid off of writing these particular stories but they do not have that lived in experience i.e a lot of white women and with me being like that information coupled with these new books these new romance books that i am like just kind of finally getting into our reading and learning about taking recommendations well like those two things collectively was um kind of had me thinking like okay if if we're in this space where heterosexual white women are writing all of these stories 
and even giving pushback to queer men who are telling them things like the certain way that you're writing sex is um, inaccurate, not because, oh, it's too graphic and I don't like it, but just literally the physics of it is incorrect. And they're giving pushback or not listening to the, um, the fans, the readers, the critiques who are of that queer community when you are not. I think that's kind of odd. But even more importantly, what's shocking to me is that growing up reading a b-boy blues or a just as i am or like any number of queer books i'm thinking how are if this is the case but everyone's saying it is how are white women dominating in this particular leg of authordom or or bookdom or whatnot when there i grew up reading so much stuff from smut what they call it to the the spice and to just regular romance without all the sex like i read so much i mean i'll be it i read a lot it, it it some was heterosexual some were um sapphic some were you know male loving male all of that but what i'm saying is where where is the disconnect where did like where is the bridge that from me being a adolescent reading these books to shifting to an adult and then now this particular genre is just dominated by heterosexual white women. That's weird to me. And it's um, there was a, a Twitter user who made the comment that it's one thing to have a character in a story who is not like you. It's a whole nother thing to exclusively write from or about an experience that you know nothing about. And I say, you know, that's that's absolutely right, because I can definitely add a, let's say, an Alaskan transgendered soccer coach into a book. And that can be a character. And I'm sure I could do it justice. But if every single book that I put out is about a transgendered Alaskan soccer coach, it's like, mm, you've you've released 20 books in the last year and all of them are about this one particular type of person with the life experience that you have no you that not to say you can't write uh from experiences different of your own but when that's exclusively all you write it's like mm, what is this who is this for what is the reason for this so i get that um but all that being said that's another reason why i'm revisiting basketball jones and a lot of those old queer books that i read as a kid because i'm trying to figure out how did we move into this space in 2021 2022 and romance books aren't with with men as the two love interests or three or however whatever type of books you write and it's not dominated by men with that lived-in experience. <laughs> that is so strange to me. So I'm still like learning about this situation and figuring things out. Um, and I don't really care about like the key players who are like oh, doing this and doing that. I just want to, I'm just really for myself trying to figure that out. So listeners, let me know if you are of a certain age or you just consume a lot of books and you understand what where I'm coming from, where I am extremely shocked that we are having this disconnect when I, I'm trying to tell you, all of Elin Harris' books have been owned by me every time one has come out. Like it, that's just been the case. Um, so yeah, that's 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 
that's very interesting to me and um I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to learning a bit more about that um and then okay a, a quick update so writing i love it i love to do it but to them, you writers out there, you know what it is. Sometimes you get into a slump and you don't write as much or as often as you know you should. Um, I try not to be too hard on myself, but I'm also trying to hold myself accountable. Um, I've mentioned that in previous episodes. And boo, let me tell you, I have found my love for writing again. So I'm working on a book slash series and i have one installment complete i'm working on another installment but to say complete is kind of misleading because though it is complete there's still things i'm kind of bouncing back and forth between the two trying to make sure i get right with continuity with edits just a lot but just for this conversation we'll say it's complete i have moved on to the next project and i have put a sizable dent in this draft i am so freaking excited so the more i sat like okay so the first installment is done um i read through it i found all the little things that i wanted to address maybe change maybe alter a bit and the things that i knew i wanted to bring over into the second installment and like you know keep that story going or wrap things up i wrote a outline very simple. Like I did a, a brain dump, got all the things out that I thought I needed and pulled all the things from the first installment, did my little brain dump, did my very loose, rough outline. That was over two weeks ago. <laughs> so I've been writing, but recently, like within the last three or four days, I've sat down, fleshed out this outline, gave myself some space because I, I truly feel like I'm at my best with an outline that is ever-changing because I was a pantser for so many books I've written in the past. And I do like the structure of an outline, but giving myself the space to be a pantser in certain scenes, in certain regards that might change things a little bit. So I am I am not extremely hard on myself. Um, I am very much um, okay with things changing, knowing that I do have a solid beginning, middle, and end. So that being said, I logged in just yesterday, uh, 1,160 words, which may or may not sound like a lot to you, depending on where you are, your habits and whatnot, but that was like a lot. And this was, I was um, doing a writing sprint, found some lady on YouTube, geez, and I do not remember her name. I, look, if I remember her name, I'll put that in the show notes as well. But I just randomly logged on and she was like, yeah, we're going to do a writing sprint in about 10 minutes. So I just set up the computer and started typing away. Um, but prior to that, I want to say I am at 5,000 plus for this second uh, manuscript. And I'm loving it. Like, I am truly falling back in love with writing again. Now, one thing about me is when I write, I really one of two things could happen. I get hung up on pushing through the draft because not necessarily I want it to be perfect, but I may write a sentence and I have 400 things going on in my head where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm getting here. I'm getting there. This is the bridge. And so I may delete some things, write it back. I may delete a sentence five or six times and then write it back. I know that. I know this about myself. Then there is 
the me that's like, just get these words out. It's going to be crap. Get these words out to have something on the page because you can always edit what's there. You can't edit a blank page. And I keep toggling back and forth between the two versions of myself, leaning a little bit more towards me that's like, get these freaking words out and and have them be done because on this first run through my biggest concern is getting the story out i wrote <laughs> two paragraphs at the top of the last chapter that i wrote that are dreadful i know good and dang well they need to be deleted like maybe pull out two or three sentences and just delete it just go back scratch it all out figure out what it is i actually wanted to say and write that but i'm like i don't care i just need these words on the page and not because i'm really like chasing a certain word count but i'm trying to get through the story and so this last maybe four or five days have been amazing I am on fire so i have a, a timeline in my head of what i'm trying to reach and I'm not going to beat myself up, but I am going to hold myself accountable and do my damnedest to get this story out. Um, this is something where I'm not focusing a lot on word count because once I finish the book, it's just finished. And if there is a certain count that I need to meet with adding words or taking some things away, then sure, I'll work on that in the editing round. But I'm just really trying to get this second installment done because I have so many plans, so many plans, so many books I want to release. And though this isn't in my genre, there recently, um, as of a day ago, was this news that Brandon Sanderson, I believe he is a fantasy or high fantasy author, pumps out books like crazy. I learned about him on YouTube maybe like a year or two ago, and I didn't know that he was as big of a deal as he is. Um, he has a lot of videos. He has a huge presence on YouTube. But long story short, he made an announcement that he is he has four or five books already done. And he's releasing them, is it this year? And then he started a Kickstarter for, so, and, uh, the details escape me, I'm sorry guys, but it's I'm still learning all of this. But I, say, I bring him up to say that not even watching his videos, but watching other people who are discussing him, the constant, the one thing that it remains consistent from everybody, whether they like him, they hate him, or what, is that he is the person who pumps out books like no other and not that i'm trying to emulate him but i am very much interested in how he does it and doing that myself <laughs> um, there's a few other people who i like look at and i'm like okay this is cool i like this i like what you're doing keep up the good work you're helping to motivate me so there's that uh, so let me know. Let me know what's going on with you guys. What's going on with you guys? Is there anything? Is this the Brandon Sanderson? Does that news affect you? Like, what are your thoughts on it? As someone who is not 100% familiar with him, is that something that you, um, is that an author you think I should like pick up and read through some books? If so, what are some of your recommendations? Um, and then as it pertains to TikTokers, do that. What TikTokers are you um, watching on a daily or which, which book talkers or author talkers or whatnot. And lastly, my 
hope for myself, <laughs> if you've made it this far in the episode, is that you'd go on over to that good old TikTok app and follow me. Let's um, let's be friends, guys. <laughs> yeah, hit me up on there and um, give me some recommendations because I I love the black romance of it all. I love any black book because I'm the type if I'm going through Audible, if I'm going through an Amazon, a Barnes and Noble, if there's a black person on the cover, I'm I'm gonna pick it up. And nine times out of ten, I'm going to purchase it. So, <laughs> so let me know what um what uh, books you recommend, what content creators you may be recommending as well. And as far as what I'm reading, I'm still currently reading uh, Basketball Jones and um, The Perfect Play. I'm slowly making my way through them. I'm not moving as fast as I would have hoped, and that's mainly because I'm focusing on some of my own writing a little bit more. Um, so yeah, that's that. This has been episode six, y'all. Thank you all for following me. Um, thank you all who are listening. Thank you all for engaging in conversation with me. I sincerely appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing you guys over on that TikTok app. I look forward to releasing this content, getting that feedback and conversation with you all. So, um, yeah, so go out there, read something, Write something and come back and share with me. Rain. <laughs> All right, y'all.